What's up, you withered bunch of walruses? We back! Episode 94. Took a week off. Checked out the fiery East Coast. Um, that was swell. I'm back now. Um, not No longer jet-lagged, but we returned. We're here to entertain you, okay? We uh, have a fun episode for you today. It was very good to reunite with my boy Grant. He'll be here momentarily. Um, let me tell you about the comic book shop at 128 Bank Street at Comic Book Shop Bank, thecomicbookshop.com. Shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. This podcast is brought to you by the comic book shop, okay? Guess what they sell? Comics. What else? Anime figurines, manga, plushies, uh, Gundam kits. I don't know. Go to their website, thecomicbookshop.com, and most importantly, they've got a huge sale, Midnight Madness. You ever want to go to a comic book shop at night? Yeah. September 9th between 9 p.m. 12 a.m. at 128 Bank Street, Ottawa, or just go to their socials at Comic Book Shop Bank for details of their website, which I had mentioned already. Okay, what do we talk this week? Moshiko Tensei, Season 2, Episodes 8 and 9, double header for you. News feed. We go long in the news. There's a lot to talk about, from the strike to Dune to anime live-action adaptations, including and not limited to One Piece. Um, Taylor Swift, because we could have a Taylor Swift podcast uh, just separately. You know what I mean? Um, the Flash. Whew. CGI breakdown for that. Then we get back to the good stuff. Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 7. Finally back on the air. So excited to be covering this again week to week. And then my boy Grant finally caught a screening of Oppenheimer. So we talk about his uh, take on that. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey there, Grant. Hello, Dave. Hello there. Hello there. Go. How <laughs> was that? No see. It was good. It was good? Yeah. You know what I'm doing, right? No. Really? No, I, I'm in a magma room right now. I'm... <laughs> okay, wait. Listen, listen. I'll do it again. Okay. Hello there. Oh, a little bit of Obi-Wan action. Hey, there, there you go. go. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was better than that, but I wonder <laughs> if there are people shouting in their cars. It's obviously Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, could be. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, all my senses are. I got my eyes. All I'm focusing on right now is my eyes on the notes and my mouth on the mic. Right now. <laughs> because of how hot it is. It is obscenely hot. It's just it's you know of course. You is know, it hot office. like Mustafar? Yeah. Well, you know what? Sorry. There you go. There's a good handoff. But uh, yeah, no, it's just one house, one room in the whole house that doesn't get uh, the air very well. So it's, it's uh, tough, dude. Yeah, and then you got the you know the supercomputer just like crushing crushing pod work there. So, <laughs> dude, my office gets so hot from that little gaming PC. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If I close the door, it uh, it does not take long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, the struggles we have for to bring you this fine uh, radio show for all you people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, we got a bit of a double. Well, no, it's not a double header, but we've got a double. Ep- Is it a double header? Uh, oh. Moshiko Tensei two episodes. Yes. Two episodes. Episodes mm-hmm. eight and nine. There's your spoiler warning. Um, oh, and also, we're back. We took a week off. We are Get back. over it. Um, which is why we're covering two episodes of Mushuko. Uh, what'd you think, Grant? Um, you know, like, I want, I, I want, I don't want to, like, destroy everyone's ears. I want to, like, cheer and clap. Mm. Um, the, <laughs> the most recent episode was a, 
bit of a godsend considering the arc we've been on haven't exactly been loving it some legitimate uh plot uh you know propulsion which is Mm -hmm. nice um and episode eight was kind of one of the goofiest episodes i've seen of anything in a really while in a a long while and it worked yeah like it oddly worked it started off typical mishoko you know the lane we don't love and then it just kind of turned into you know just the little nuances the show is really good at but uh poor anyways what about you how are you feeling it's funny you say that about episode eight because in my notes like the way it starts i think in my notes the first thing i have written down is exactly what this show needs more pointless romance plots yes (laughs) um but like of course like the show like resolves that silly romance plot within the first two minutes Mm -hmm. um but they got to drag out this whole selfie reveal for half the season, but whatever. Um, but no, like, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I was not stoked the first five to ten minutes in. And then, like no. you said, it got, like, goofy. But, like, it. you're right. It do, Like, Moshiko does have this lane of, like, we're going to do some really weird shit. And then sometimes when it does work, you're like, yeah, this is why I watch this fucking show. Yeah. Man. And then when it doesn't like, work like this whole selfie arc you're like what like why would you think this is a good idea yeah it's kind of like they swing big you know what i mean and it's just it's hit or miss sometimes i i feel you know i and i think it wears it on his shoulder a little bit you know or on its you know the the show is all big swings yeah um in you know in artistic style and you know just trying to like kind of story points and it's very in your face you know it's very unabashedly itself which you know we love and we don't love but i think that's kind of it's charm, but, uh, on, you know, <laughs> I had a couple, you know, pints that night and I was watching, uh, episode eight there. And when he unloads, <laughs> when he's with like the demon king, and I don't fully, still fully understand like what's going yeah. on there. Um, but when, you know, the demon king tells him to like, Hey, you get a hit and, uh, Rudy is like unloads, yeah. you know, all his man into that one spell and <laughs> when it connected with the demon, like I burst out laughing. <laughs> it just, it was it was just a physical comedy. I, I didn't expect it to be like a funny moment. Yeah. It was just so amped up. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. it was... No, you're right. Like they actually executed that well. I feel like yeah. the trope, like per Dragon Ball and a lot of shit, is like you use your big move on the guy and then he like brushes it off. Yeah. And like just to see that guy almost get bodied, like, <laughs> you're right. It, it Like it subverts your expectations. It's yeah. funny. It's a bit of like a like a winky thing like the genre knows what it's doing um mm-hmm. i will say in that episode they other people i think the demon king also mentions laplace laplace yeah. mm-hmm. and like he's been mentioned a couple times now and i hope we meet this character sooner rather than later i was gonna, I, I wanted to ask you you know because this is one of the shows i am very hesitant to you know search names online mm. um but is that that's not a character we have met or do you remember the context where he was brought up previously yeah okay so oh god i, I don't think i'm wrong but like I, I haven't rewatched it recently enough to be a hundred percent sure but it's um the guy who fucks him up because rudius has ptsd in episode nine remember which is like really well done by the way mm-hmm. um but the guy who fucked him up in episode or season one was named orsted Yes, I think the dragon, dragon god, dragon, dragon king, god, sorry. whatever. Yeah, um, he his like inner monologue, or he's saying something when they're in their little fight. He said something about he might be on the same level as Laplace. 
Okay. Which I'm taking to mean that Laplace is probably another god-like entity, like similar mm-hmm. to Orsted. Okay. Is my guess. Because I think Laplace has been mentioned in that, like, power hierarchy conversation. I think. Sure. So I'm assuming he's, like, a big, you know, big god type. Was there not a character that kind of... Because um, all, like, these god types like we're kind of like running the show for a long time and it, was there not like a hero figure that kind of broke it all up and there's like somewhat peace I if that's, maybe i think you're maybe that sounds fam- no you might be right there we definitely was in season one there definitely was like a knowledge dump where they explain not like, like the history of the, the history of, of these like, characters yeah. yeah exactly um but i just don't remember it i'd hmm. say that's i wonder like is that worth a google maybe if we google just the anime scene we could find it or if you know and you are not going to spoil yeah. it, uh, let, us let us know. But, okay, so that's that. Um, but, yeah, we got, like, a major plot bomb or lore bomb or whatever this you want to call it. This was a fantastic episode. This was uh, really yeah. good. This is the show that you and I kind of fell in love with, right? This is, like, you know, it, it's crazy because you know, we have uh, three episodes left yeah. until, you know, the season is done and we get it back in January. So, it, like, it does feel kind of like, you know, it, it feels like a lot of wasted time. For sure. Um, but... I would be shocked if the remainder episodes aren't like at a maybe not a breakneck pace, but I think they, they, there should be. I, I sorry, I have the assumption there is going to be subs, major substance in the next few episodes. Yeah, this new character Nana Hoshi, the mm-hmm. girl who also got isekai'd, but in like meaningfully different ways, but definitely isekai, which is so cool. I yep. this is the only isekai I've ever watched, right? So this is like quite new to me. Sure. I don't know if this is a thing they do, but I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta say. The whole say. summoning thing is a very, very big uh, part of a lot of fantasy. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. summoning from another world. Sure. Um, you know, because re- like, that tends to be the two, or two of the more common types are the reincarnation, which is where this show kind of started off as, um, or, or kind of like the angle we expected the show was yep. going with. But a lot of other popular shows, like, um, like Fate Zero, yeah, I believe it's like that's a show where you know they summon, you know, mythical figures or you know war historical figures into a certain world, and um, you know there's there's other shows where like powerful people summon others to like or um, reincarnated as the slime. Uh, oh yeah, similar show. Uh, where I heard that's they great. Di- it is great. I love it actually. It's it's very uh, it popcorny and kind of silly, uh, but it's. It does a lot of things really, really well. Um, hmm. It's it's a fun one. It's you know it's <laughs> it's 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 a more in line with Shoko than I think other stuff is, but um, it's a good show. Um, but yeah, so the summoning angle was very unexpected for me. For uh, yes, that was unexpected for me too. But what I was uh, alluring to when I said that was I don't know if they like bring a second Isekai person in often. Like I didn't expect someone else to be from his world. You know what I mean? That that is a trope I have seen before. Yeah, um, which it seems obvious in retrospect. It's like, oh, that is a good idea. Like I bet other people yes. do it. Yes, but I, I never expected for this show. To no, that. you know, it's well, they um, went, they waited so long before like meeting someone like that. It's kind of cool. And me, it, it feels very meaningful. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, was a moment earned in these shows, and this totally. was an incredibly earned. Moment. That's a great point because you, know? you could just do this for like the sake of like adding another plot mechanic like oh just so you know now this can like they could have done that in the first 10 episodes and a lot of shows would have you know what i mean they waited like like you said that that had meaning when they did that i love that we met her before too 
because there's a really like a like a blink and you miss it like a comedic moment in episode eight right where she's behind him yeah when we like the tea off of that whole the whole challenge you know challenging for or was that roxy someone's hand no that was definitely her i remember uh, yeah oh yeah 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 there's this weird shot of like of roxy being around or something i'll dig it up after this and and Mm. see if i can find it um but yeah, I think that character, like we said, is an important one. It's also, I think, important to know that they have different motives. She wants to yes. go back. Mm-hmm. And he does not, which I think is interesting. Um, one of the, the, the highlights of the scene for me, because it's a very long scene. It's probably about 10 minutes long, you know, from the, you know, the PTSD kickoff to, you know, the, them kind of, you know, the, it almost feels like the episode ends a few times, which I found funny. And then they kick right back in, you know, fade to black and then, uh, and they're there, but the whole like Sylphie being a total stranger in the room and like an outlander, you know, like you know they're the strangers yeah. in a strange land, but like she, in this moment she feels like you know in, in a completely different place, and you know she at one point she asks like can you speak the other our language please or want something I'll understand yeah. and like they almost ignore her yeah and they're so, so stuck in their thing and then she kind of just goes about the room and is like Fades investigating because she knows she can like no one's paying attention to her yeah you know and she's like kind of doing investigative stuff and and when she like goes like loose on her and you know like just you could see we say her oh yeah is her name uh nana hoshi nana hoshi like you can tell she is powerless because like she's just like she has that ring clearly where she can you know somewhat defend herself and she's like looks rude so like are you going to do something yeah you gonna help me out dude like she like she knows she's screwed right like yeah this goes any further but yeah that was a weird plot twist too that she has no mana it's i I like that they are trying to separate reincarnation and summoning and she's ageless and yeah you're right they are and he's not you know yeah so it's yeah there's um this just felt like a total treasure trove of a scene you know yeah this is this is very in your face and also very subliminal lore dumpage you know it's it's good like you don't always get you know both (laughs) it's either one one style or the other like very hidden or upfront but yeah yeah. i will say like i'm really stoked about this um but like they should stop wasting time with this silly plot (laughs) we got three episodes they're they're just gonna keep going the pace they want to there's there's nothing more it's unbelievable yeah but and dave i i think it's going to be like episode 12, you know, cliffhanger. And then we might even, we maybe pick up with it again right I away don't, in J- yeah. January. Maybe not. I'll yeah. hate that so much, but that sounds like a legit, very possible prediction. Yeah. Which is upsetting. But whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah. I enjoy, I, like I said, I really enjoyed these episodes. It was a good change of pace from the previous seven. So Agreed. Um, Want to talk news a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Dune 2. Damn, delayed dude. to 2024, dude. That wouldn't hurt. Like, I know this strike is, has a lot of casualties. You're taking away Denis Villeneuve from me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's serious, bro. You know no, what? It it's crazy that it's, it's you know, A, it's going to make the Oscars that much more interesting because Dune would have been a huge player in, in the Oscars. Oh, like you're the right. Oscars, right? So now it's going to be a showdown between Barbie and Oppenheimer again and whatever else kind of. Killers of the Flower Moons coming out next month too. I'm sure Leo's we got to see that in there. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if it was the same for you, but the trailer for it was uh, in front of Oppenheimer uh, this weekend. I and, think so. Uh, I was like, damn, dude. I had no idea that's what that movie was going to be. Like, I had ideas. You know, I've, I, I've, I haven't read the book, but I've heard people talking about it. 
Oh, dude, you know what? I'm other... just seeing it brought to life. I was just like, holy cow. It's been a project they've been kicking around for a while, eh? Yes. Like, I'm trying I, to get this made. Yeah. Um, do, I mean, they put it in the theater. Like, do you, do you know if it's getting a, th- a wide cinema release? Because, like, it's an Apple TV movie, right? So, but, there like, was... I don't know what Apple actually, does. It is news relevant. Like, a couple days ago, Apple did come out and say, like, they are expanding this on to, like, a full release. Yeah, let's go. Uh, theater release. They weren't... They're not just going to do the selected uh, cities. So, I, uh... It stands to reason that if you're getting the trailer in front of like our local cinema, we're probably getting it. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah, but uh, I mean that sounds right, but I have no idea. It's Martin Scorsese. Like it's obviously going to play everywhere. You know, like it's. It didn't Scorsese even force Netflix to do like a semi decent release for Irishman. But that was the thing; it was limited. It was only major cities got it. Yeah, like it never, it never came around. Well, I guess you know Montreal, Toronto, which you ever see that? The Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good? I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's, I remember, because it's like three hours long. Yeah. Um, and Maybe three and a half. Pro- it's absurdly long. It is absurdly long. And I remember like it dragging at points. And you know, that's the problem with being at home. Because like, I watched the night it that came That is the and, problem. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm drifting in my phone and doing this and that. But like, you know, it was, overall it was a good movie. If I had seen it in a the theater, I'm sure I would have loved it there, there times more. There really is something about the long movie not playing as well at home. Like, yes. it just doesn't. You get up. You pause it. Like, fucking... We're, we're going to talk about Oppenheimer later. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to sit at home and watch three hours of dialogue? Like, that's a theater movie. You know what I mean? It is a theater movie. Yeah. Last one I want to mention, because just what we're talking about new movies and how they're never going to come out because of the fucking strike. Um, do you hear about uh, my boy, David Fincher, dude? Oh, Coming man. back with a killer movie. I think it's literally called The Killer. Yeah. With he, uh, his comments of... Yeah, his comments have not been uh, too hot right now. <laughs> oh no, what's happening? Oh, dude, he like did not do himself any favors with the. Uh, it was like, like writer strike stuff, uh-huh. and uh, just <clears throat> I, should, I should probably pull up the quote. But uh, it, it, is uh, he is he dogging his own movie? No, it kind of like dogging uh, uh, the studios. Yeah, no, it's like it was just like a non-answer. Um, Sorry, this is not good podcasting. I'm literally... Uh, okay, it's very sad for me. I can understand both sides. <laughs> what? His quote. Yeah, all we can do is encourage people to talk. Oh, and, you're talking... Uh, oh, you mean... Th- the union stuff. About the... Stri- okay, yeah, I was worried the so movie like, was going to be bad. No, no. I thought no, you were so saying like, something about the movie. No, I, that's what I thought you were alluding to. No. His, uh, yeah, his uh, unwise words. But And oh. then Michael Mann came out and just like absolutely annihilated him with the most like... Oh, really? Eloquent quote of like, hey, like maybe pay our people, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, because he, because that's the thing too. I think Michael Mann is allowed to do press right now for Ferrari with okay. Adam Driver because I believe a lot of it was self-funded and oh nice him and the various people that you know the the powers that be to get that movie made all agreed to the various guilds and unions yeah on their standards and like so they can go out and do like Adam Driver is out crushing in Venice right now giving like really thoughtful interviews on you know. You know, on like union talk and whatnot, and wow, but, I didn't uh, know about any of this. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it came on the past couple of days there because yeah. I think Venice is going on right now. I just but, hope uh, they can all come to their senses and, you know, what I mean, I don't know how Disney is going to survive if they don't get the better end of this deal, dude. Yeah. I need actors' money in Bob Iger's pocket because I'm uh, pro business. Pro business. Um, but, no, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's I don't know. It's a lot, lot of a uh, lot of weird stuff going on right now. But, yeah, it's uh, a weird. Actually, time. I do, I do recommend. Do you know the comedian Adam Conover? No. 
he he has that my uh, nose face he's had shows he was a college humor guy Mm. um he has like adam ruins everything oh yes he was on marin and i had no idea he's like on like he's in the room like he's a part of like the union talks like for the the writer's side and he had a very i highly recommend every if if people are like not fully understand again it's coming from a union person which you know i fully support and but he had very clear cut explanation of kind of like what's going on from the writer's side there's some really good explainer videos out there dude yeah there's some yeah. sorry go ahead no it was just it was you know like i i am i follow this stuff really really closely but the you know the towards the end of the interview on marin was like probably one of the better explanations to like you know the the average person that doesn't under, does not understand what's going on yeah it was a really really good uh really good explanation and kind of uh walk people through like you know how these union talks work and you know how you know the yeah stuff there's a lot on my algorithm right now last thing on the strike and we can move on but about like writers from hit tv shows like hey i wrote for this just so you know and here's what i made here's my residual check or my royalty check or here's what i made up front like being very like transparent about like oh you'd think like i'm on a multiple emmy nominated emmy award-winning show like Mm -hmm. your writer or head writer or whatever like you must be you know, you must be handsomely paid. And it's like, these people are not making bank, dude. No. And they, they, like you say, a lot of these explainer videos or interviews will kind of go over how the how the dis- distribution of the funds that come in really works and how a lot of that really changed when everything went to streaming. But mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, speaking of stuff that will hopefully one day come out. I mean, I'm not as excited by this. Um, Avatar, the live action, the, the Ang the Avatar, the last airbender, yeah. not... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not another James Cameron flop. Big Jim. Um, <laughs> Two billion dollars ain't shit. Dude. Yeah, but they got a date. They're saying winter twenty twenty four, maybe uh, February twenty twenty four. So this thing's like done or in the can or I don't know. The um, yeah, I don't know. The there's been a lot of like not like early. There's been a lot of like positive fan um, fanfare for it just because like they've been putting a lot of like uh, not set photos out. Um, like I think they revealed like what everyone's gonna look like, you know. Yeah, kind of, like, age people were stoked about that. that. Yeah, and just you know it shows. But like this is the thing too. Um, like the original Avatar uh, creator like walked away from this project like very early on in and was like kind of loud about it. Cool, 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 like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's so that's a good sign usually though, dude. But you know it's 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 so funny because you compare to One Piece right now where you know you know Oda was like so heavily involved in the show and like all yeah. the, his blessing mattered mm-hmm. so it just goes you know different you know just because Netflix doesn't mean the different teams are all the same but uh yeah I don't know it's it's uh it's interesting to see these live action stuff whether we need them or not I don't know but uh yeah I don't think I mean we can touch on we, we may as well touch on one piece because you mentioned it it's on Netflix it's so is Avatar so are all pretty much every single one I think of these live action remakes Mm. um have all gone to netflix or netflix has paid for all of them but you said you checked it out like five ten minutes yeah i uh i dipped pretty early um again i didn't go in fully invested of like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch this it was like oh i need something to watch I'm like, oh you know because i you know we were talking last time you know i've been reading one piece and i'm i'm definitely yeah. caught up uh to what this show or what this first season will cover i'm completely caught up on yeah um so i was like oh let's see and I just, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure he's a very talented guy, but, like, I could not take uh, the the kid that plays Luffy seriously yeah. at all. And I was like, 
yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there is a lot of love for it. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to naysay it. Just it wasn't for me. I no, know a lot of people are loving it. So that's the interesting part. Is you see a lot of headlines right now being like, "Oh, it broke the curse. Like it's good. It's certified mm-hmm. fresh." I, th- I don't know. I think all that's great. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Did you I, end up watching the pilot? We we did about thirty minutes. Um, I just think, I think it's uh, it looks relatively well made. Uh, when I was watching it, and like I think you could probably, I think this is maybe a fair point if you've seen the pilot for One Piece, which I also have, but just the way it's done, it feels like it's really targeting like a really young audience. It's funny yeah. though because th- there is like straight up murder in the episode. <laughs> it is like, quite violent, yeah. So there's what like is. you're cleaning up blood from someone you killed, but everyone's acting all goofy. It's like this weird. I do, in, you know, you mishmash. and I were talking we're back and forth a bit this week there about it and like you know i i do think it's evidently clear in the 10 minutes that i watched that they have nailed the world they're definitely making it look a certain way yeah but all the fixings all the you know the the minutia is what is there in my opinion they've nailed and yeah apparently the ships are real vivian was the ships you know the ships are real and like even like just uh you know, like the the like in the opening scene, like Luffy's on that boat. I don't even, I don't remember the, this in the manga, but like he's talking to like a uh, like a seagull type creature. You know, like a delivery yeah. bird. And I was like, oh, like they made that thing, and it looks amazing. Like it looks really good. You know, and, yeah. Like, yeah the opening scene is good. You know, so it's the I, I didn't love like the uh, talking to the or talking the fourth fourth wall breaking person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found that to be. I was like, oh, that's not a good sign for me. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's. I think it nails the world in its own way. And it feels very true to the source material without being... It's not trying to... Because they remix day, I believe. That's that's kind of the the word on the street. is like, it's not a one-to-one. Like, at I all. mean, um, that was like my next question. Is like, what on earth... If there is a long-term plan, like, what on earth is it? Like, it's more content than you could ever do so they must have a plan and i, yeah, I would and imagine i think, I think it's matching smart up. what the plan is you know i was watching like a like a watch mojo like the top 10 differences and i was like oh that's interesting and i agreed with all the choices they made just from what i've read you know in like to make it like a more compact thing and the way they play around with the timeline a little bit but again there's nothing abrasive or like you know just straight up like earth shattering to the story to make yeah. it something else than it inoffensive is. So, changes yeah 100 percent. like yeah no i don't think they come anywhere near that so like i know that they brought some stuff a lot forward and you know like like i the you know like how do you i watched a couple clips on youtube of like you know buggy the clown and you know like that's not how i would have pictured buggy the clown like brought to live action but like the guy's like doing his thing and like he's still kind of pulling from the character in, yeah. in, in, in his way. And I'm like, that's fun. Like, people get to play around with the characters and all that. So it's, I don't know, I think inoffensive. It's kind of, I, I wouldn't say that. Like, I think it really is something special. And it's just just not for me. I might come back to it later, but it's, it's yeah. not for me. It's hard to say that I don't, it's hard to, like, pass on it when, like, I haven't watched the original anime. I, do, I don't know what people are looking for when they watch this, you know what I mean? Like, sure. coming in cold is kind of tricky. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um tbd on that uh next piece is a uh, red dead redemption 3 is going to be made you ever play those yeah i played it i played both actually are they legit big time people yeah. don't shut up about the second one the second one is great it's uh you know it's it's funny because you know we've been you and i have uh, been talking about cyberpunk a lot 
you know, off mic. Yeah. And it's I the think, first thing I played when I got home. <laughs> prior prior to Cyberpunk, I think the last game that really nailed uh, getting lost in a world and scale and just kind of you know the just the the massiveness of a game um, would would have been Red Dead Redemption three or two in my opinion. I keep it's, hearing it's, it's really good. Yeah, like I mean, it's the people that make Grand Theft Auto, right? I think yep. they said. Like I mean, there was something like an eight year break between Red Dead one and two. I think it was longer than that. They have a... They, I saw some quote, you know, more or less just saying, we have a commitment to quality. Like, we are going to do it, but, like, it's a ways Well, away. GTA 6 is next, so I think Red Dead 3 is probably... It's probably, like, being worked on, but it's... Any idea be, when GTA 6? There's There has been a lot of, like, chatter. It, the the rumor is there's a reveal at some point this year. Cool. Um, but... Uh, what a neat yeah. studio. I, I Like, that just silently goes and you know what i mean like chips away mm. for it releases every other like half decade because they know people like that's the thing like they have all this bought in like you know to this day like grand theft auto 5 still hits charts right like it's it, it is an unbelievable like yeah. so you know like the war chest they amass they just they, and they know it's going to sell like they're just going to do it again yeah and make the and better they want to make and better and you know it's gonna it's gonna do it again so it's uh yeah, I don't know. They literally uh, double down every time. Yes. I love their games. They're fun. They're not all... Like, I very much... I play the story. I do whatever side stuff comes across me, and then I put it down. There's there's just too much. Same. I'll never be that guy on GTA Five online lobbies. No. Like, no, no, no. Nah, dude. Yeah, the online stuff never did anything for me. Anyway. What's next? Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> the announce... is It was the video... Or the, the live version of the heirs tour yeah they're uh, doing a movie on it, whatever that means. they're doing a movie or like i'm sure is it like is it like a documentary of the tour or is it like have, just a live performance i have know? no idea it's called the heirs tour so yeah, okay so it could know. be a mishmash of both yeah. but uh so it broke pre-sale records uh that was originally set by adventures endgame uh which was at 26 million or, yeah yeah so that's crazy um <laughs> you see the fucking numbers this tour is doing Unreal. Like, good for her. Like, yeah. Making mad money. I, I got nothing but respect for Taylor Swift. Like, just all the, you know, making, <clears throat> remaking all her music and, you know, the touring. Oh, the, and, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, we were talking about, like, the strike earlier, but, like, yeah, just a creator's rights to their yeah. own product. Like, she didn't own and her own shit. None of them do. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's so, but uh, um, it's funny. The, uh, so there's a new Exorcist movie coming out. Yeah. Um, and, Bloomhouse came out was like yeah we have to release this week early because it was gonna come out the same night as uh, the Airs tour <laughs> and they're like we gotta get out of the way. That's um, funny. It, it was funny. <laughs> little anecdote. So the tra- there was a Nexus trailer in front of Oppenheimer. Oh, I uh, saw that weekend. too. And <laughs> there was a woman in my row after the trailer ended. She just goes, "They shouldn't be allowed to play trailers like that in a movie theater." <laughs> <laughs> She's about to watch 80,000 people get nuked. I know. <laughs> like, it was an intense trailer. It was just, I don't know, like, just the way she No, it was it. a tough trailer. I remember that. It just made me laugh. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, there are economic studies coming out about the Eros tour. About, really? like, oh, dude, like, uh, there was a brief one. I have it, I have it here in my notes because I was looking at it. Because there, it's impacting the GDP of the United <laughs> States. That's how much money it's generating. Damn, dude. Uh, her two shows in Colorado this summer led to 186.9 million boost to the state's GDP for the year. Wow. A report for the uh, 
by the Common Sense Institute found a similar boost was reported in Philadelphia. Some estimates say her tour could generate $4.6 billion in consumer spending. Damn, get it, Swifties. She's something netting or grossing something like $13 million per show. <sighs> Fuck, it's like going to be the biggest tour maybe ever. It's absurd. It's fucking huge. That's so cool. Isn't that nuts? Her. I love that. It I is interesting to see the, yeah. big things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Oppenheimer, Barbie, crushing, Taylor yeah. Swift, crushing, The Flash not crushing yeah let's talk about this did you watch that video i sent you a video of uh, for your request i did watch that the corridor crew they did a breakdown of the cgi in the flash because the cgi in the flash was like subject to many headlines and you know like we're not going to dump on it but we did we did both watch this breakdown what do you think um interesting i don't watch a lot of these guys um in every i know you, you send me some every now and then and i you know i try to watch those but i i it was a weird video for me because, you, like, these guys are all animators, right? That's their whole yeah. shtick. And it just, it, it felt a little weird of them kind of, like, I don't, it felt like they were going too soft. Like, they were trying to, like, oh, like, that looks good. Like, none, nothing shown in that video was even remotely good looking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys are being so dishonest to, to you can tell your fan base end. right now. It's, I don't know, I just, it, I was, like, kind of irked by all of it. I was like, guys, like, come on, like, just say it. Like, this looks bad. Like. I it's think unreal. I think what's showing more now than ever is because they do dump on it towards the end. They're like, okay, like why? How could it be this bad? They do start eventually asking those questions. Yeah. My guess, if I had to guess, is they constantly have high up VFX heads on that show to evaluate sure. work, and they probably don't want to burn any relationships. Fair enough, but uh, that is my guess. But any, the, the anyone ending, watching it, not them, is yeah crazy. It's crazy. Some of the stuff is subtle. Like, some of the mistakes are like, okay, I wouldn't probably catch that. But the ending, I think, that was the stuff that blew blew my fucking head off. Yeah. They're, they're, the ending of The Flash, which we will not spoil, we'll just say that it's, like, CG sequence. Mm. It It is shocking to me. It looks like a video game. Yeah. It looks like a, like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. They were... There was an interesting part of the video when they were talking about like how apparently VFX houses are very open to sharing like character models, yeah, and, like, existing and assets and stuff like that, like just to you know to work on work on a project, yeah. And you know they're like so like how, and then there's also like they mentioned something that like someone who worked on the Flash was like we had a week to do all the VFX for this movie, which again maybe means like that's why it looked the way it did, but like just. It's, 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 I don't know, it was a very enlightening video, like, back-end stuff, because, again, I don't watch these guys too much, maybe they talk about it a lot more, but, I don't know, it was just, I was kind of dumbfounded by the end of it, I was like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. I cannot yeah. imagine have been in the theater. Like, I would have been upset, I'm like, this is such a waste of money. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, they do accentuate, obviously, the issues by, like, highlighting it, and you only see a cut of the bad stuff, typically, but pretty ugly. Yeah, pretty ugly, man. Like it's not, man. Flash, that whole thing is over. I am so curious to see what what on earth happens next. I know that Blue Beetle's out; it's doing like okay, mm. but I'm telling you, dude. I think my early prediction is yeah. looking. I, I'm starting to see other critics, as though I'm a critic, <laughs> come out here and be like, "Hey guys, I'm starting to think people are tired of superhero movies." Yeah, but it does. It makes you wonder about Warner Brothers bet and James Gunn, like, a, like. On the precipice of, like, releasing five superhero movies. It's like, 
Does the temperature feel kind and receptive to you right now? Mm-mm. It does not. No. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, and again, to loop back and, you know, Oppenheimer and Barbie, like, it's, I feel like the messaging I keep hearing from everyone is like, studios, please don't take the wrong messaging from the success of these movies. Like, just make good movies. People want to see. <laughs> we don't need Barbie 2. Because you're here. You, that, you, but that's, that's what they're going to do, you know. Well, they're it's... apparently going to do a whole uh, universe. <laughs> of course. Like, they're going to do a spin-off of, like, characters she's interacted with. There's, like, or, like, they had a idea for a bunch. But, yeah, it's like a, there's the wrong lesson you were talking about. Yeah. Um, okay, enough of that. Back to anime? Yeah, dude. Jujutsu Kaisen. Season 2, Episode 7. We back, baby. So good. So good. We're back, dude. Oh, my God. My boy. I did not expect that first half of the episode. I, I, sorry. I mean, I didn't expect, expect any of it. Okay, yeah. it was very. It was so funny. Like by the end, there was. You know, we'll get to it in a little bit, but there was one point. Like I was just looking at Leanne. It's just fucking looking at me. Like, yeah, you like this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, you damn manga readers. Like, yeah, she's gonna be watching me more than watching the screen. But I, I loved, I loved uh, that. For you and I have talked multiple times about how. I just love the genuine friendship between, you know, Itadori, uh, Nobara, and, you know, Fushiguro. And, like, this whole, like, the whole bit of, like, you know, Nobara's at the table with the girl. And she, like, she just, like, interrupts her, like, calls, you know, Megami. And then Megami's there. It's like, it's like that. It's like that. I don't know. It was, uh, it was just physical comedy and... You know, it was earnest, and they really show their characters and how good of friends they are. And I don't know. It, it was... might do it better than a lot of the shows that I'm trying to think of, like a show that pulls off the like airy, what it actually feels like to be in a friend group. You yeah. know what I mean? And not like silly anime quips and tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Jujutsu really balances it well. In my head, I was like, I wonder if this is even a manga scene or if it's designed to like remind the audience of the dynamic between these three because it really felt like we spent 10 minutes just being like oh right they have great chemistry this was a primer for pain i feel like this was way too (laughs) positive you know that makes too much sense it it it, it does kind of it was funny like leading up there's all the you know the internet you know every everyone you know all the manga readers and and just people online saying like oh like you animes only, and like you guys are gonna be hurting, and it, it was it was funny, and I enjoyed that whole experience, like leading up to this moment. And then as I saw this, I was like, oh, I kind of wish like everyone just kind of kept it locked down. Yeah, for you know? sure. Because this, it, it was hard to like, it was very bittersweet this moment versus like, you know, if we had, you know, everyone kind of kept it under, you know, lock and chain, and like you see this, we're like, oh, we got the gang back, everyone's having fun. Yeah. And, you know, because, like, we know stuff, we don't know, you know, who or what, or, like, you know, the, the, the machinations of what's to come, but it's, um, I it, don't know, I it, feel it. It does feel a little bit like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I'm curious, I'm very curious to see how it goes. This introduction of this random character whose body changed entirely in six months yeah sus um yeah, probably on ozempic <laughs> but if it's not ozempic there's okay, Dave, what is this? I, I keep seeing i was at the movie theater and there's just a giant ad for ozempic in the movie theater you haven't heard of this i have no idea what it is and i got I've a guy dude on, i'll hook you up you've got a guy i've seen like no, on, it's all okay. the reels like everyone's talking about ozempic. okay i don't want to oversimplify but that's what i do so 
I'm not I'm not presenting this to be like bulletproof true, but I do think most of it is summed up in it's an medication designed or that was designed for diabetic people. Okay. I don't know what it does to help them. Um, and it has a side effect on if you take it and you're not diabetic, you fucking drop weight. And I think it like really satiates your appetite. Like you just don't get, you get fuller faster. And as a result, like there's like people having crazy body transformations. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like maybe. Is that healthy? <laughs> I mean, no, like a, a lot of the fitness people that I follow are being like, you should definitely not do this. There's no long-term data on it. Um, it's being overprescribed like this, you know, things like go through this in the, in the health pharmaceuticals, right? Like everything goes in and out of fashion. Like it it was peptides in, in California and all that a year before. I I don't know. I, I won't pretend to say that like you shouldn't take it. Consult your physician. Okay. I'm not getting a health warning on this episode. Such random tangent. I remember just like, I feel like I've heard about it so much. And then I walked out of the washroom and there's just this giant digital board. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a medication ad yeah. in a movie theater before it was very strange i think tldr it's like it's being abused as a, la- a weight loss thing I'd, and maybe abuse is the wrong word but that's the impression i've been getting word um so anyway the really light airy really fun first half and then we get like um immediate payoff i also really like by the way that this is literally seconds after season one yeah dude i love that um but yeah we get payoff to who the mole is right away did that surprise you completely i was like you know it was (laughs) they did the really it it was just it was played out really nicely at the scene of like oh why are we here because i forget i always forget that you know that that one sorcerer is from the kyoto school yeah um and you know we get a tee up with her at the beginning of this season you know where gojo and ghetto kind of cover or save her and the other girl but uh yeah i don't know like again I, I remember there's a big thing about the mole and who's the mole, but like never expected to meet Mekamaru. Yeah. And he was the know, perfect character. Like he was in it just enough for you to know him. He had a very memorable fight scene. You know, they, they all did to be fair. Like yeah. everyone kind of got their, their time in that, that uh, I guess that tournament arc. Um, oh, God, that was so good. God. Okay. Well, all of it, like in the tournament, oh, the arc, tournament arc in one, general. everyone kind of got yeah, their, I mean, their, their, their the, moment uh, shine. His was especially very. What's that Kirsch's name? The one that Toto and Itadori fight? The gray one? Hannah Murray? No, Hanami. Hanami. That's what Hanami. it is. Yeah, 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 okay. That fight. Oh my god. Yeah. The black, all the, the black flashes and the Ugh. flaps there. Unreal. So good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And then it was it was funny. Or not funny. It was like, this is where I'm looking over and Leanna's like, yeah, like, you wait. And I'm like, oh, this shit ain't over. And like, you know, and then Mojito and Ghetto show up. And you see Mechamart like all completely, you know, in you know a part of the machine. And I was like, yeah. it, and Mahito being it just all clicked. I was like, oh my god! Like you know, he has a, a real purpose to betray, you know, betraying everyone. And I was like, this show is like really, you know, it's this is some good shit, dude. No, it like, is good. When the yeah. fight started, and Mahito was being Mahito, I was like, this is the best villain. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, like yeah. he's so good. At, on, I mean, it's funny because we just learned all about Ghetto and how he's a much more dimensional character than we knew before. Yeah. But Mahito's so vile and, like, yeah. has such, like, chi- a childlike sense of wonder when he's fighting. It's, like, darkly cute and yeah. fucked up. Do you know what I mean? He's, like, 
it's you know it's there was a scene like in that fight scene he you know expanded his hand into like a giant <laughs> and i was like he's very clownish but like he kind of comes off as like an you know almost like missable like he's very normalish looking yeah. you know like he's clearly like scarred up and all that so funny leanna fucking hates him she's like oh, i fucking hate that guy and probably doesn't you know, fucked up i mean he got uh well he you know he uh, did us dirty in season that. one what was his name yeah. What was that game? Not uh, not Junji. Uh, uh, Junpei. 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 <laughs> but no, he did us dirty then, dude. He's uh, God, he's in some of the best scenes of the show, though. Yeah. His fight with Nanami. Him and, yeah. And Itadori. Beat his ass. Oh, <laughs> so good. So okay, well let's put in, in let's put in the bets here. Is Mekamaru making it out of this? There's no way, right? Yeah, he is for sure. Wow. Yeah. No chance. You, dude. You do not have. You know, a good guy betrayal set up and, you know, new character design, you know, yeah, next, to throw it know, all away. You don't just, that's like, you know, maybe down the road, like, you know, the, maybe both sides kind of sure. go after him for being a traitor and, you know, him being, you know, not one of, one of the bad guys. Do you, I don't know. It's uh, Do you think he always intended to go back to Gojo or was he really just like playing both sides to get a body? At the end of the day, like, you know, look out for number one kind of a move. No, because there's, like, there's a whole love thing involved with, uh, is it Miwa? Well, the, yeah, he has a crush on girl. Her. That's true. Well, I, I believe, like, it's... Like, we believe it's reciprocated? Like, they hinted so. at that? I think they have. Mm. Um, having a body might help. Having a body might help. Um, and, you know, like, I think, you know, it could be, you know, like, this... How would he ever get his body back if yeah. he just stuck with his people? Yeah, and, for sure. You know, like, how are they going to, like, pin Mojito down and make him do... Like, you know, like, he, he had to enact his plan a very certain way. Like, you know, it's funny because we rewatched uh, Zero to, uh, yesterday. Like, all and of it? Oh, movie? I yeah. thought you meant the, sh- the anime. I was like, what? Like, re-Zero? <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no You were no, saying, no. yeah, like, you watched the, the movie. The movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's... Like, they really do a good job. And then after having just watched, um, you know, the beginning of season two, yeah. there's a lot of, like, very key lines. Like, obviously, we remember the Yuji stuff, you know, Goto gives him, you know, Goto gives him a second chance. But, you know, kind of the way he talks with Yuda, and he makes, you know, a lot of references of the youth and the young. And I could just see Gojo, like, letting this go, or protecting him, being like, yeah, he did it for love. Like, you're young, and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I just dude that zero is so fucking good dude i like i enjoyed it in the theater but watching it at home you know just there's just so much stuff that i missed it was just you pick up on it though eh? so much i remember i was also like (laughs) we did the movie review i was like down on the ghetto fight i was like that could have been way longer it was long enough it was such a over-the-top animation like the soccer was all over the place i don't know what i was thinking in our original it's funny things change you know but uh yeah anyways and also there, there is one little nitpick i have in this episode? No, in, in Zero, which oh. I think does loop back to Ghetto. Because Ghetto shows signs of it in this episode. And mm-hmm. we kind of see some of it, you know, when he kind of turns and the hidden inventory stuff. But Ghetto almost seems, like, like clownish. Like, very over the top. Like, it almost... It, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it was very, In the movie, he seems In like... the movie. He seemed crazy. Yeah, unhinged. Unhinged. You know, maybe it's because he was so close to, like, enacting his plan or whatever. But it just... I, I again, They I, dialed I, him to villain mode big time in that movie, for sure. Yes. and Like, it, the monkeys it, thing, and... Yeah. And that was, like, like the, really dialed up. 
it was very dialed up so like it, it's kind of hard to believe like everything we just saw with the hidden inventory and then going back and watching Zero, I was like, oh, that's like such a crazy... I know it's been years and years or whatever, but... Probably could have been longer, or there could have been, like, a, like an inter... Um, not an intervention. Like, an intermediary episode. Hmm. Like, give me a... Or even just a couple scenes. Like, that... What was that? Only five or six episodes? Yeah. Hidden in, like, do one more that's, like, halfway between the decade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, showing that he's getting worse and worse before yeah. Zero happens or something. So that it feels, like, a little bit more Anakin Skywalker. Like, you can see the descent. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But it is it is a bit jarring. Um, do you think we ever find out what Gojo said to him before he cut his head off? I think so. I'd like to. Does he I cut ho- his head off? Well, that's my... Huh? He loses an arm. Well, what happens is he says, do you have any last words before, you know, and then they cut to black and there's a cutting noise. And then the next time you see him, he has the stitches across his forehead. Oh, oh, wow. I never put that together. Yeah. The stitches only appear after zero. Hmm. And they obviously weren't there. I'm sure they will. I think this, there's no way this season does not cap off with Gojo and Ghetto throwing down. I think that is my one like my full prediction. Like they, those two are going to throw down in this it season. It feels like Ghetto will succeed. Like like in, yeah. not in beating him, but I remember in season one, the goal was we just have to restrain him. Yeah, and I feel like they're probably going to manage. I don't know why. It just feels like Ghetto's taking a couple L's <laughs> and like I think he's stretched too thin. He's trying to be the master of it all, right? Like you know. Yeah try to make everything his machinations not being a part of everyone else's so it's i don't know and then meanwhile there's the all like what the fuck's gonna happen with sakuna yeah it's a fun show dude i'm glad it's it is it's so good yeah I'm, I'm really and just you know i never in a million years thought this would just end with like a total like mech fight you know yeah i was just like <laughs> you know did, here's the thing I, I haven't rewatched this episode but i was wondering if you caught it did he say he had like 17 years worth of cursed energy Saved yes. Up, so and he unleashed one full year on him. Yeah. Okay. So I think on your first watch, you interpreted it more correctly than most people are, and I'm not. I don't know the correct interpretation because okay. I didn't read the manga, but that's exactly how I interpreted it as well. Is like, oh, like he's been piloting stuff remotely. Now he has a body, and like maybe he's been saving this specific kind of energy because sure. he's 17 years old, presumably. Yep. And so, yeah, now he's got... Because well, he was born... Yeah, he was born like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so he's letting go of one of those 17 years in this, you know, command mail wave. And uh, he'll have 16 yeah. left if it doesn't work, which I I assume he won't... It won't work. He's going to have to burn through more, probably. I don't mm. know. But I'm down for the fight. God. So Voice cool. actor went for it, too. Yeah. It's... Uh, do you know who it is? No. No, it's okay really yeah <laughs> wow i can I, hear I, that I, immediately now yeah i didn't think it either and i was like wow like just enough just enough of a change to yeah know, be able yeah but uh, well, when Leon told me that i was like oh no doubt no that's, doubt that's how i know he ain't going anywhere nah dude yeah well yeah it's a good point when you put in say but i don't know i don't know um i'm excited yeah. let's let's leave it at that we could talk jjk all day um you want to talk briefly about oppenheimer yeah let's do it uh b uh <laughs> 
Um, so you just saw it. I saw it a while back. I yeah, did I like did a see. solo pod review on that in Barbie. If you haven't listened to that, I check go it back out. And listen. Oh no, I guess still got to see Barbie. Got to go wait. Yeah, back. but uh, what'd you think? Pretty mid, huh? Yeah, I loved it, dude. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was the text I sent you? <laughs> cinema. I, cinema. <laughs> yeah. That's the one word review. Grant just said cinema and i was like yeah. fuck yeah dude you know what's going on yeah it was great dude i had i had a really fun experience yeah. um literally it's like sold out theater um which i think the last movie i saw i've come pretty close like you know because you know this was in ottawa i saw you know i came to the big city for this one and uh just because for the chairs you know because our local theater is like the worst chairs on the fucking planet it's like, tell me you're getting older without telling me you're getting older. I was oh, pretty stoked about this movie because they, they've got good chairs no. over there. Well, it's it, it, it's baseball. I got a really bad tailbone and uh, anything over I know, just, we're so old. Are, no, I know. But, um, and it, like, I think the last movie was probably Endgame, where it was just like, full pack. Like, even, like, the really bad seats by the screen. Yeah. Did uh, we see that together? We did, yeah. We saw, a f- we had a good And stretch. Infinity War, eh? Infinity War, and then I think we saw Captain Marvel as well. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so I keep it was in order, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I loved it. Um, you know, I don't want really want to get into like a breakdown because like this, you know, there's so many takes on this movie for sure. Kind of like what it means and the meaning of it all. I'll just say, I really love the movie. I think probably my favorite part was seeing getting to see Robert Downey Jr. actually get to act again. Right. Um, that was a treat in and of itself. I know some people don't love that storyline, which seems to be kind of like the consensus online, the whole third act, but, um, Oh I, yeah. RDJ, I was all for it. I kind of got it. I followed it. I wasn't confused by it. Um, I really, again, you know, I, I don't think this is like a really like highbrow take, but I just love the whole concept of like, you know, it's about the atom bomb. And by the end of the movie, there's a bit of mutually assured destruction between, you know, Killian Murphy's character, Robert Downey, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. I just thought that was like a fun little kind of play on it all. And again, there's, yeah. there's so many layers, but I will say the first third was breakneck speed. It was way too fast, and I definitely felt I was getting lost. And then it got, you know, they get to Los Alamos, and then the movie just slows down. And I was like, awesome. Thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the saying. It had to be very quick. Yeah, the it a dense movie. I think that was my one of my one word reviews when I was we were out talking about it afterwards. Was that thing was dense? Like mm-hmm. there isn't a lot you could cut. Like for sure you could cut some stuff. Sure. And like I get some people may not love the third act, but I think it's important because again it's called Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. It's not called American Prometheus, the the book that it was based on. Like it's about his story. So mm-hmm. I think you have to go to the, and do that third act, but like you also you have to set it up properly. Yeah. And, like, you you immediately understand, like, of course this is three hours. Like, this would be too difficult. Like, I, I get I get the time. Uh, I, I get the, the, the run time. I never, at no point, did I feel uh, bored or, like, okay, like, we're at, like, the, you know, I was enthralled the whole time. I was very comfortable. I was just in it. You know, it was, it, it's been, you know, I think, you know, Leanne and I were talking about it. I don't think I've been in a theater movie this plugged in like from the beginning to end since dune like yeah just, no you it know, is very the combination of big loud blockbuster but yeah. like they're taking the the small stuff is just as important as the big stuff in the movie and uh yeah i was just i was i don't know i, I felt like a kid at the movies it was it was just yeah man it was a theater movie you know it was yeah, awesome it's very strong i think another th- like in my review i said very restrained performance from mm. nolan that's what a lot of people were saying when it came out is like 
there's nothing too fucking fancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't go too far up his own ass. Mm. He was still little bit, little time daddy. Here. You know time what I mean? Like he sure. still did go back and forth a little bit, but it yeah. worked. Like I thought it worked really well. I don't know. Yeah. I he's definitely his back his best. Because um, you know me, I, I get very nervous in theaters just with my ears and like you know because oh, like yeah. i had that whole oh, dunkirk the... experience where i had yes. to plug my ears the entire movie yeah um you know so i had i had my my earplugs in preparation and even during like you know the trinity test i was like oh okay like i should probably get these ready and uh it was so funny. you know i was like well maybe it's spoilers and they just they did something with audio yeah that i didn't expect i was like oh they're foregoing volume or, or any sound and i was like all right i'm on the other side of this nah, dude. and like i f- like felt it from like my asshole up it was yeah. like shook me it was great it was it was awesome but uh, he, but again i was expecting that to hurt and it didn't it was so that was nice yeah i gave meaning to the trinity test that's for sure man yeah i, I appreciated that um god how about that cast people <laughs> just floating in and out of that movie huh matt damon unreal dude casey affleck shows up for a scene dude that was harrowing I could, like, he, like, you know him by his voice, which I love. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, what's, and, and just, like, the back and forth cutting between Matt Damon on the train with yeah. Killian Murphy, like, you talk to this guy, you talk to Bash, like, yeah. like, like making it sound like he was scared of him, too, and all that. It was just a, yeah, pretty, pretty wild scene. Um, I think the, the only other thing still, and I'm going to navigate these waters carefully, Grant, but hear mm-hmm. me out. The one thing I see still drawing controversy is Florence Pugh was recently making some statements about nudity in movies. Okay. Um, about like, oh, we can't, like, everyone's a bunch of perverts, you can't appreciate the art. And then, um, which, you know, fair enough. Um, but what I was going to say was, I remember, and we talked about it on this podcast, I think, about like, this is like Nolan's like first uh, sex scene in like 20 years or maybe ever Oh, or yes, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, I mean, it's Nolan, and you make like the lowbrow jokes about like, oh, it's gonna be, you know, like a close up of something, all, like, you know, because it's Nolan, he's gonna do yeah. it different, of course, because yeah. um, he's Nolan. And I remember the sex scene happened, and I was like, I don't know if like he needed to break his streak for that. Like, I don't know if we learned a lot about the character, like just to get the Sanskrit line out. You yeah, know what I mean? like it was, exactly. It felt, I don't know. It felt a little cheap, but then. <laughs> In the third act, yeah, we come back in the uh, in the interview room, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like now that scene made me feel different. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so dark." Yeah, um, that was effective, and I think that justified it like a billion percent. That was like, um, it made my skin crawl a little bit. You know what I mean? That yeah, the 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 built tension in that third act of like in that small room with Oppenheimer when he's just you know they can't hold the kangaroo court stuff there that was yeah um, very he hasn't done something like that in a long time like just that, that feels more like his older stuff like you know the the tension that he can yeah. build in a room and then you that, don't think of him as that guy not anymore I used to and then yeah. he went so big right um, yeah. Which, the last time he had a scene, like actually, you know, in Tenet, there's a really interesting scene. He really likes to shake the camera and disorient. Like, yeah. there's, there's a part in the third act. I don't want to get it. Just it didn't work for me. It was a little too much. Mm. Um, it was like he because he had done it previously in Tenet, like where he's being. In, uh, did you see Tenet? Yeah, but only the one time. 
the there's like a, an interrogation scene with the uh, you know John David Washington like in a train yard, and like kind of like in the like, opening. Uh, yeah, it would be like post like the 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 opening set piece. Yeah. Um, just like the way he shakes the camera and all, that, and like yeah. they repeat. I think I guess they would he would have done it with the Batman stuff. Anything involving the scarecrow. Yeah. Um. Oh but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I did that a lot. It was uh, I don't know. It, was, it felt like a lot of callbacks to older stuff without being too heavy handed. But um, uh, Emily yeah. Blunt was great too. I could have done with more Emily Blunt to be honest. It yeah. kind of felt like she was just there, and it, then she had one line. And I'm like, oh, that's I don't know. It felt he's not good at women. He's Nolan not, good, not at women, good at women. But it also felt like, and I, I say this, I'm trying to say this with like, with respect. It really felt like he wrote her. As, like, you're the wife that he's not super loyal to in this story, and, like, nothing more. Like, you just need to, like... Like, and in half... Like, she's in half the scenes in that little interview room just being silent. Yeah. While he does the talking. And I just think that was, like, very telling. Mm. Of, like, you're just here. I don't know. Well, the whole movie kind of does a pretty... I could have done a better job, but it does... I think it does an adequate job of just showing, like, how much... Like, how he just didn't respect women. Sorry, yeah. the character of Oppenheimer, not yeah. Nolan. Uh, so, like, to have these characters just kind of thrown away or just sitting quietly in a corner. Like, you could call it as on-brand. You could call it as, like, lazy writing. Like, you could still give them a little more to do. But, like I said, sure. it is a three-hour movie. Like, there's a lot a lot to be said and done. But, I don't know. There's... Good score. God, fantastic Ludwig score. Gorenson. Man. You know, I like the Hans Zimmer stuff, but this is... I think this is my favorite. We uh, thought it was Zimmer Nolan. when we walked out. Because we, I didn't know. And I was like, fuck, that was a hell of a score. Was really? that Zimmer? Sorry. I thought we had talked about that. What's that? I thought we had talked that it wasn't Zimmer at one point. Maybe but, we uh, did, but you know my memory. But, uh, um, this is definitely my favorite Nolan soundtrack, for sure. Okay, last question then on that. Um, any Academy Award nominations coming out of this movie? Best Picture, Cinematography, Actor, Supporting Actor. Um, and Blood's going to get... Supporting actress would be my guess. Director for Direction, sure. Direction, yeah. Score. Score feels like a lock. Uh, technical video, you know, uh, editing. Like, oh, it's got to get technical stuff. It's it better. It, it's everything, like everything under the moon. It's going to be nominated for. You're thinking Killian, RDJ, Emily Blunt. RDJ supporting. Yeah, he Killian. might have a shot at winning. I don't know who's going to be up against though. But. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Gosling. Would he be supporting for Barbie? Yes, but I I don't think... Like, people were talking like he should get an Oscar, and I was like, I think that's carried away. Really? I, Again, I'm too... He's about. great in it, dude. Like, he's really great. He's very funny, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think people are getting carried away. I, I think it's a very, very funny and fun movie. I think Oscar is, like, a little much you know what i mean how people get with this like people do you're right like like, you know the lead up yeah and and it's incredibly apparent within the last decade that the oscars like absolutely pays credence to like the hoopla online so like Mm. i thought you know what was respectable and um respectful but drew a pretty good line was ryan reynolds got a golden globe nomination for best uh comedic or something for deadpool Mm. one and I was like, oh, like, that's good, like, to be nominated. He's not going to win because he's going up against fucking, you know, some real... He's going up against Ryan yeah. Gosling in uh, <laughs> La La Land. Sure. But, like, they nominated him. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, Golden Globes is good. But, like, the Osc- it's the Oscars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But you never know. You never know. 
But I think I think this will be like almost every category it is eligible for. It's going to put it in there for. Yeah, can you imagine if? Uh... God, can you imagine if RDJ wins and like his first movie back post Iron Man? Oh no, wait, he bombed in uh, Doctor Doolittle, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Poor bastard. No, that was that was out at the same time as like some of the Marvel stuff. I think. Yeah. That was a couple years back. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know. I I just want more. My takeaway was I want more RDJ. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's like he's clearly at the stage in his career. A lot of these people are where it's like, okay, man, like pick your projects. Like, I think you may have made enough bank. Like maybe yeah. let's do the quality thing for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, I, As you know, I inhaled everything on the interview circuit for that movie. And there was yeah. a lot to be said about RDJ. It's like, oh, like people are remembering that he can act. And, like, they took some not-so-subtle, but also some subtle shots at Marvel about that, about, like, he hasn't really been acting. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, glad you liked it, dude. Yeah, it was a high time I saw it. But yeah. uh, Barbie, Barbie is next. All right. Is that it for today? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are very glad to be back. We'll be back again next week. Check out the uh, comic book shop, the sale I mentioned in the intro. Um, follow us on instagram on spotify apple music you can rate us there please do that um, at part-time otaku podcast on all those platforms i think that's about it grant you may say the thing bye guys cheers